0: Welcome to Clit Talk, the Pleasure Positive podcast. We're like the sex ed you wish
1: you got, and then some. Pussy, pussy. It's gonna be a good one today, yeah, yeah, yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys, and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. The world is a change in bitches, and the clit crew is here with. All the answers to all of life's questions. Lindsay, Katie already told me before that we can't promise them that. Well, you know, share from our own experience in a raw, unabashed fashion. That's what our show is. Duh. We're here to do it again, Clitorati. You wrote in and we're answering all of your questions in a classic Clitorati Q&A. We've got the formidable
0: Daphne Willis with us again, strongly representing the LGBTQIA community. We think she rounds us bitches out nicely. So, ladies, <laughs> let's jump in.
1: <laughs> what does that mean? She rounds us out. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, I have mean? to say I was checking out some of your music this week, Daphne, and I'm a little obsessed with that what You posted this video of there's like a song where these kids were like dancing to your song. What song is that? Uh, oh, do it like this? Dude, I
2: love
0: that song. Thanks. It's so good. All right, All right, so ladies, let's jump in. First question is from one of our male listeners. Yes, we have 35% male listeners on our show. Um, he she wants just to know, made that statistic up, you guys. No, I saw it on <laughs> iTunes like a while ago, and I just keep saying it and making it
3: true. Um <laughs> Lindsay's so just giving you shit because she. Lindsay's just giving you shit because she is a micro clit. Yeah. I do.
1: That's my name on Squadcast tonight. Yeah, micro-clit. I do you, have a micro clit. Not actually. You named I yourself. A, I don't know if that's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so
0: what this guy said is, I have crazy sexual energy, but shy when it comes to initiating and enjoying sex with my lover. Okay, well, there's there's two, there's two three things, right? He's got a lot of sexual—it sounds like he's pent up, but there's two things that he's having trouble with, with initiating sex and then also enjoying sex, mm-hmm. which I think is two different um, things to look at with this question. Because so, he's a shy person? Because he's shy, right? So he has trouble approaching his uh, women or it sounds like his lover— is what he said. Sex with his lover
2: sounds to me like, um, you know, some, some insecurities and some confidence. You know, like you got to do some things to to get that inside of yourself. So because, you know, initiating sex can be a really, you know, it's it's risk. You're risking being completely rejected by somebody, mm. and unless you can get around that in a way and feel okay with either okay with being rejected or do it in a way, you know, wh- talk to your partner about it and let them know that in a way that, you know, is healthy and safe for them as well. Maybe they could help you overcome that too, you know, if you talk to your partner about that.
0: Mm. I think that's um, actually the
2: best way is actually admitting
0: what's yeah. going on with you. A lot of times that can completely disappear, mm-hmm. these awkward feelings. Um, I can speak on difficulty enjoying sex and I would look at, um, if there's anything in your past where someone really shamed you or hurt you in some way. Um, I know that I've carried that in sexual situations when I've felt uncomfortable and, um, that would be just something that I would look at for you personally. And if that's not, if that doesn't resonate with you, um, we have a lot of tips and tricks on our show for women. A lot of ladies share these episodes with their boyfriends, and I would probably recommend how to go down on a girl. Sugar gives a very detailed, explicit description. I think it's about eight minutes long of <laughs> what the- oh literally step what by step, be? Be raw detail by raw long. detail, and um, it is pretty, you know, Mm. pretty intense and sexy. And if you go do that, you should feel super confident.
1: Well, and I think first of all, like there's, there's nothing wrong with being shy. I think shy can be very sexy if you know how to like kind of play it up and be coy. Like maybe you like reframe it and instead of being shy, you're mysterious or Mm. you, you have a different way of approaching things that's maybe not as outgoing as other people, but it doesn't make it less sexy. Like shy is not unsexy. Shy can be very Mm. sexy. Um, and on the flip Mm -hmm. side, if it is something that you're kind of self conscious about, like do something out of your comfort zone. Like, I think some of the best advice I got when I was single is like, be the, the, be the green apple in a sea of red ones. Right. So if you're a guy like go do a yoga class, go where all the chicks are. Be the only guy there and make it easier for you. Put yourself in situations where it's not awkward to talk to people. And like one of the things, like don't start with, hey, you want to go on a date? Start by building friendship and like get it to a point where you're comfortable and ease your way into it.
3: There could be something around like um, the outcome and maybe the practice could be to just give. Be the one who is giving or offering. Don't make it about you. That mm-hmm. might be the easiest way to take the attention off of yourself. Like if you're feeling uncomfortable, the greatest way to, to break through that is to focus your energy on the other person. Sugar, what's your, what's your best, what's your hottest tip for going down on a girl? Listening. Mm-hmm. Really listening so you can read um, the other person. Yeah, like yeah. listening to her body. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead it? of
3: assuming this is how you do it,
0: like right, right, right.
3: And being act. open.
1: Act. This yeah. is how you do it. I'm gonna click. I'm gonna lick your clip right now. This is how we do it. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, oh this gosh. is fun. I like this. Yeah. Like, singing yeah. duo
0: thing. Yeah. Because, like, Madison and I can't chime in like that. Like, I, know. I sing, yeah. But, like— Thank God I finally <laughs> have another singer on the show, for God's sakes. So we got yeah. to work um, it out here, right? I, like, I love it. I love it. The other thing I wanted to say—and, ladies, correct me if I'm wrong—but I experience shy as a more— I don't want to say feminine, but there's an alpha and there's an omega. We talked about that with the sensual sorceress. And it's a more omega feeling, I think, to be shy. So maybe it's a little bit more feminine. And if you have a lover, I bet she loves that about you. And Mm -hmm. it's maybe sometimes softer. So maybe lean into what's underneath what you're describing as shy is maybe just soft And, um, that might be something that your lover already really likes about you.
2: Yeah. Also what you were saying about just on opening up about it and being honest, like for me, like anxiety, that's anxiety. I mean, it's just, Mm. it's just Mm -hmm. anxiety. You know, if I have panic attacks sometimes and I was on a plane one time having a fucking panic attack And instead of sitting in my, in my seat, having this panic attack, I rang the fucking bell and a flight attendant came over and I said, I'm having a panic attack. And literally as soon as I said it, like she moved me to the front of the plane where it wasn't so hot. You know, may, got, brought me some water. And just by saying it, it takes the power away. Sometimes, mm. like, the vulnerability is the most empowering thing in the whole fucking world. And mm. just by taking back your own power of the situation and talking about it with your lover, you're going to overcome it anyways. Like, Did you get moved to it. first class? I did. I got a fucking first class. <laughs> seat. Now I've done that on, like, every flight. I try to do... <laughs> I tried to do it on, like, five more flights, and it didn't work, but. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the expectations, you know, they will, will get you in trouble there. You and, were, but, it was real, though.
0: <laughs> what no. Daphne just spoke to, though, the excitement or the, the nervousness is actually when I'm nervous before I go on stage or to film or whatever, I feel, I used to feel really nervous. And once I shifted the context to, oh, it's excitement and my body is prepping, sometimes I'll get really tired before I go Mm -hmm. perform. And I used to get really afraid. I'm like, oh, I didn't take care of myself well enough to show up for tonight. But I I think Mm -hmm. I had a teacher once tell me that that's your body conserving your energy when you get tired so that when you have that, what you said, crazy sexual energy or nervousness which is what I agree with Daphne. I think that it could be partially that at least. It mm-hmm. could be—you can change the, your thought process to that it's excitement. And, of course, you're excited if you're going to have sex.
1: That right.
0: very exciting.
1: Sometimes. Right. Sometimes it's just a fucking chore. Sometimes it's a chore. <laughs> I don't think that it's a chore. Well, you're an anomaly, sugar. <laughs> Ever, It's never once felt like a chore to you? Fine, I'm gonna show up at your door every day and be like, you have to go down on me, and we'll see how long it takes before it feels like a chore. Okay,
3: I've been asking for this <laughs> in one way or another. I think she I really said has. That I would like to come over to your house and cook you dinner. and
1: Yeah, and you're look, welcome you're, to come here. Look, yep, and like you're you no, I'm I gonna show I up every I've day until you're so sick of my microclit, you're just gonna be like, I, this feels like a chore, and I'm gonna be like, I'm right. Okay. <laughs>
3: You'll probably be right then, because whatever you want to be right about, you're right. Hey,
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Let's move on. Let's go. Let's go south of the border. We've got a fan, uh, a fan girl down in Buenos Aires. One of my favorite cities in the world, by the way. Been there twice. I've never Love been it. There. You've never been there. Oh my god, Buenos mm-hmm. Aires is incredible. Um, I've heard She it says, is. "Oh, girls, I've been struggling with this thing about intimacy. How can you?" be intimate with someone when there's also sexual tension, but you can't act on it because you're in a monogamous relationship. I feel a deep connection with people who are not my boyfriend and have no clue how to handle it and don't want to, and don't want to physically act on it, but I don't want to stop connecting at the same time. So how do we explore this connection with other people then? Do I just stop and repress it? Please consider the issue for one of your next episodes. Well, Mrs. Buenos Aires, we're considering it for this episode.
0: <laughs> I mean, wow, if you're is- saying, like, you, you have feelings for this other men, but you, like, aren't acting on it because you're in a monogamous relationship, like, that's a good thing. I don't think you... For me, I would be super upfront about it when I have guy friends. This actually used to make me really uncomfortable when I had a boyfriend because the boyfriend would always be so jealous of girlfriend of other boy, guy friends that I had, and um, like Nick Jonas jealous or just
1: like s- stupid jealous.
0: Uh, what
3: <laughs> is is jealous a Nick Jonas song?
0: Yes. Ugh.
3: I I didn't know know that either. (laughs) I didn't know that either. Continue. Carry on. Carry on.
0: Yeah. So I've had boyfriends who have been super jealous of me doing anything. So I always felt uncomfortable talking, even talking to other guys because they would be upset or think that I was flirting because I do have a flirtatious air about me sometimes. So um, I would say if the the guy friend is your friend, make sure you've said that to him. And then there's nothing else in the space. If the guy's not cool with it, he's not your friend. He's trying to get in your pants.
1: I have a a different perspective on this. So, you know, just like heterosexuality, I have found myself on the scale of somewhere in between, you know, all the the possibilities. I think there's also a scale with um, monogamy. And, you know, we've got, you know, people – like sugar, who are really fully empowered with embracing like the full breadth of like the beauty of what a truly non-monogamous relationship can look like. I think that there's other levels to it. Um, And I think that honesty is really important. So I had a situation recently where I was dating a guy Oh, I was sleeping with this guy. And then I started dating another guy and I told him, hey, I've started to date this guy. And then this, the, the, so, okay, let's call him Mr. Screenwriter and Mr. Wizard. <laughs> so Mr. Screenwriter uh, <laughs> and I were banging each other before I met Mr. Wizard. And then um, when Mr. Wizard and I got more serious, I told Mr. Screener, like, hey, I've actually started to see somebody, so we're going to have to cool it. Like, I'll reach out if anything changes. And then the wizard and I were considering taking a break, and we kind of did for, like, a week. So I reached out to Mr. Screenwriter and, like, I'm on a break. <laughs> so Mr. Screenwriter has been texting me and like reaching out to me. Um, and I did have a connection with him also. And I, and I was very attracted to him and we had, we had a genuine connection. Um, and he's not sending like explicit sexual texts to me, but it's, there's definitely like an undertone, like, cause we had a connection and it was getting to the point where I was like, you know what? I need to tell like, cause the wizard and I like kind of got back together and, um, we're figuring things out. And so I was, this was just a couple of days ago. I was like, I really feel like I need to be honest about this. And I said, I explained the whole situation to him and I said, you know, I'd really like permission to just flirt with him via text right now. How does that feel for you? And he said
0: it was fine with him. Mr. Wizard said it was fine that you flirt with Mr. Sc- screenwriter a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we, we're not like completely monogamous, like we're not we're. I wouldn't say we're monogamous or non-monogamous. I would say we are open to any conversation. Mm. Um, and so that's been our agreement is we just are honest with each other and we bring it up. And I said, I'm not even saying I want to have sex with him, but I would like to continue texting him, but I wanted to give you all of the information. And would it be okay if I flirted with him? Mm. And, I would and never be cool with that. Yes, I, also, I know where you land on the monogamy scale. Thirteen-year <laughs> monogamous relationship. So yeah, yeah, I get that, and yeah. it's not going to work for everybody. But what I'm yeah. saying, my, what my point is, is if you're truly honest, you might be surprised with what your partner is okay with, and you don't have to fuck other people. I I personally believe that it's a little bit to to. To say you're never going to be attracted to anyone to suppress that, I don't personally know if that's totally healthy. I think to be able to dabble in it a little bit with full communication with your primary partner can be a really healthy way to explore and, and feel like you have freedom and um, and to like have whatever agreements you have with your primary partner.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it depends on the size of the urge too. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, it depends on how bad you know, you're, what it is exactly that you're craving. Like, are you looking for, is it intimacy that you're, are you missing something in your relationship and you're looking for it somewhere else? Or are you just literally, it's just like entertainment and there's nothing deep or meaningful to it at all. I think there's a big difference between
1: those That's two good things,
2: you know. And I think that it, but I, at, you know, to agree... It's absolutely something that you should communicate with about with uh, your partner about um, because who knows, maybe they're having the same thing and you both decide that everybody's going to flirt on text message. And like maybe he or she wants to do the same thing and hasn't said anything. So you could be opening a door into a really wonderful, beautiful thing and you just didn't know it.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and he wasn't saying that I could, like, have, like, sex text with it like, texting sex with him. He was like, that's sure. a little much for me, but I'm okay. He was okay with me staying in communication, sharing my situation, and still being in communication with this person, and that's step one, right? But I do think you have a really good point. It's like, are you filling a void of something that's missing in your relationship, or are you completely filled and also want to play with other things, which I, I think is a personality difference, like, it— Depends on where you land on the scale of monogamy, right? Yeah, and when you
0: open that door, just know that your partner is allowed to open that door too,
2: and also they can close it. And if it's not something that they want to do, and it's something that's really important to you, then maybe it's not the right relationship for you. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to add in here. Like, I want to add in here a couple of
3: things. Lindsay, you said, like, having open, honest conversations. Like, to me, this is just the foundation for any relationship, no matter what the relationship style is. So, um, and I think it's a best practice to start with your partner. So, you know, f- for for anyone that is crushing, let's just call it a crush, right? Because it's kind of innocent. Uh, if you're it's crushing not- on...
1: Oh, you know that song. Oh, you know- that made me sing
3: it. Oh, she knows that <laughs> A
1: little crush... Like I love that Every song. Every we touch. I fucking love that song.
3: Okay. Cool. <laughs> want a cookie?
0: <laughs> I do. Uh, oh,
1: my God. That sounds so I good. really want a cookie. I'm not okay. okay. I don't I have any, any cookies up. in my house. Are you talking about like an actual cookie or talking about like you going down on me again? Because I'm will down for either. This was Daphne's a meta- cookie <laughs> is a rice cake
0: with cashew
3: butter on it. It's true. My She's cookie, scared. my cookie was more metaphoric for uh, it's a shut the fuck up cookie. You know? <laughs> so I have some of those put your, too. Put your, put your cookie where that your mouth be is. A really
0: funny cookie. <laughs>
3: put, put your cookie where your mouth is. Shut the fuck up. No,
1: uh, <laughs> I'm so editing that out of the episode. <laughs> if you, <laughs> your, so
3: uh, if you're crushing on somebody, I think it's a really healthy. Um, exercise to do with your partner uh, to open this up where, you know, you can sit down and actually say, look, who do we have crushes on? Before I was even in a uh, non-monogamous relationship style, I had crushes all the time. And the only thing that worked for me to not feel nauseous by that was to literally just tell my partner, like, Jeff's kind of hot. (laughs) Like, I just want to tell you, like, I think this person's kind of hot and it doesn't mean anything. And just saying that, I think that's the theme of this episode, like just saying it makes it a little bit more digestible. It creates a space of acceptance. Like, it's like kind of playing the celebrity, uh, who you, who you want to fuck. That's a celebrity exercise where if you haven't done that with your partner, you should, because then you actually know your partner's a human being. And yes, they My girlfriend
2: likes that. I like think other girls are hot. Mm. Yeah. She loves it. Right. She thinks it's amazing and sexy as fuck. Like, I think it kind of can add
0: I think it can kind of add to like the fantasy that you can start creating within your monogamous relationship. Because, you know, unless you open the door to it, you can look, but you can't touch unless you have that conversation.
3: It can make your 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 intimacy a little bit more actually a little more playful. Or a little sexier because maybe you've never thought about talking about someone in the bedroom while you've been together. And I I also want to point out, though, that that sounds like there's a consistency to the feelings of being attracted to other people. To me, that is a huge indication of you of like really checking in and having the conversation about... Um, your feelings about non-monogamy, questioning if you are monogamous because what that looks like is that's a recurring pattern, a recurring thought. And if you're just suppressing it, you have to ask yourself: Are you suppressing it because you are coming from, well, this is society, and that's not what we're supposed to do? And are you actually giving yourself a chance to be in the inquiry of what kind of relationship style is right for me? You know, I don't want to convince you to be in a non-this, you know, you to be in a non-monogamous relationship if monogamy is right for you but you have to stop and ask yourself that question if you haven't because these these are trends that I see in a lot of my friends who have become non-monogamous is that they started as monogamous and were crushing on all these people and either turned into an affair infidelity or it just, they got really suppressed emotionally and energetically, you know, like they stopped hanging out with people. You know those friends that get in relationships and then you never see them again?
0: <laughs> Happens all the time.
3: Yeah. Fuck those people. No. I well, mean, don't we
0: all kind of do that in the beginning?
3: No. I- I, th- I think that when people when relationships couples go to do that there's uh, I, at least this is my theory is that there's um something there's there's suppression going on to avoid dealing with other things. look, if you're feeling having consistent feelings about people and really connecting with people on a regular basis, give yourself a chance to look in the other direction for a second
0: and your partner may not your partner may just really quick your partner may not align with that. And that's okay. Like if you want to go explore, yeah. go do it, but that doesn't mean your partner's going to go along with you.
1: Well, and that's, that's the, that's another thing I was going to say that I think you're pointing to sugar is that, um, there's no shame in however you feel is like your natural way of being, as long as you're doing it with integrity and you and your partner just either may or may not line up with each other. Right. But if you're, if you're having these feelings, like there's nothing wrong with you, as long as you're Operating with an integrity and honesty, and really being in communication with your primary partner.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey there, Clitorati, it's Katie. So, you all know I'm a nurse, and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really want to take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life: Foria Wellness Awakened CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week, and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex, and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So, I personally reached out to Phoria Wellness to see if they would partner with Clit Talk, and they were an overwhelming yes. So now you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there, and if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code CLITTALK10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough, so do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. All
1: right, and then we have one more question. Are you guys ready? Yes. Okay, so this person asks... Male, male, female versus female, female, male versus female, female, female versus any other combination beyond this. What's the best dynamic for group sex and what key things make it great? I just want to say first that the question is
0: MMF, FFM, FFF. And I was like, what does this fucking mean and she's i felt me. she's so like, stupid she's like i don't even know what this means i'm like it stands for male female
2: <laughs> right
0: oh and then i was like oh this is a threesome question this is
1: perfect well and you can also have ftm like there's a million right. different combinations right yeah um for group sex dynamics i have to say I, this is the
3: first time i've heard it like coined like this too uh, really? Yeah, yeah I, I, I was kind of like, <laughs> it
1: before. We didn't write it. The, this yeah. is literally the verbiage that the fans are yeah, today. Yeah. And it, this was another male listener, actually. I love it. Oh, was it?
3: Well, hold yeah. on. So the key things that make it great, I would say a recipe for eight. That's my magic number. Group so
0: not not the three that they're talking about. So yeah. So, so sugar says so they threesome, need to
2: combine don't all do a these.
1: Do an eight. How about some?
3: M M F F M F F F. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. Well, it says <laughs> beyond. You what's just the said best? Said yes.
1: Yes.
2: And hey, um, what is it like yes guys all against all the girls? It's like
0: like it's you guys like, like, are lined
1: up, and it's I'm, I'm imagining <laughs> Red it's, Red it's Rover. It's kind Red of like Rover. A, I was Let just gonna say that. Were you really? Yeah, I'm like from it's from like a very vote. sexual game of Red Rover.
3: Oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> perfect. I mean, send that dick right over, <laughs> Red Rover, Red Rover. Send that micro clit right over, Lindsay. But yeah, I mean, it says the best dynamic for group sex, and in in my okay, in all seriousness. <laughs> I love Daphne's like laugh, like it's just the best thing ever. um it, it, If you haven't listened to episode one hundred and one, where you'll hear Daphne laugh for the first time ever, please go do yourself a favor and pause and re-listen. Yeah, exactly. So, but it says we're the just best-
1: gonna do like a boomerang of your laugh. Yes, oh we need a boomerang yes. of your laugh, like. We need a soundboard where we can just like infuse Daphne's laughter whenever possible. I'll just read oh, my yeah. Remember those <laughs> soundboards? be the last Sample machine. For
3: you. Yeah, like last in a sitcom, machine. like this is the laugh yeah. sound that makes. Yeah. But look, the question is what's the best dynamic for group sex? So I'm happy to share that, you know, in terms of group sex, like you you were most familiar with the threesome, right? And then even foursome, or we get in like the swingers conversation, like couples, right? Um, and you know, rarely we, we, we hear about orgies and there's all these associations with orgies. Um, I have found seriously (laughs) that orgies are the best dynamic for me in terms of my personality. And I think everybody's different. Um, for those of you who have listened to the show for a while, you, you probably get my personality by now. If this is like the first few episodes you're hearing from me, I'll just let you know, I'm very overzealous. I'm a social butterfly and I, I feed off of multiple people's energy so i'm good one-on-one i prefer to be in group well what i've found is that like threesomes are not my favorite i will do them my husband really enjoys them he enjoys you know smaller more smaller group sex dynamics they're not my favorite honestly it's kind of like you know i i if anything feels like work or a chore it would be like having a threesome when we were talking about that earlier wait
1: but sugar, have you ever had a threesome with you and two guys?
3: I've had a five sum with me and five guys. Or me and yeah, six. That would some. be a six, six me and five guys. Me and five guys. Wow. But you never wow. had a
1: threesome with just you and two guys, right? Well,
3: it gets tricky because in group sex it can it can you can um break away and it can be like, you know, you you know this. Two guys and one girl, <laughs> which yes, I have done the um the D V and D P. So double penetration and um D- did you like DVD? that? Yeah, it's literally the most pleasurable thing I've ever felt in my life, and um, I you actually can do that with one person. You can also do can, it like, with pull your asshole open. Yeah, and like, I did it with a woman. Um, I did it with a woman recently, and um, Wait, her ha- partner what's the f- with a oh. with a strap on. Yeah, and that was oh. that was super fun. Yeah, and I actually sorry, I was d. De- um, I was DVing her with her partner, and we're like all really good friends. So like her partner is like inside her, and I was wearing the strap on, and I got to go inside her. So I got to to give the the DV, and that was super amazing. That was super fun. So like that was happening. Um, I've uh, within like you know five other yeah like five other people around us doing their own things. So like group sex can to me why I love eight people is because you can have like this group play kind of uni- un like united group play, but then within the same space, kind of see like like for me, I've had like two I've been with two guys and then all of a sudden there's two girls over there and then there's two guys right here and then there's just one guy, one girl next to each other, but you're in the
1: shared space. So Right. Choose your own adventure. Yeah, exactly. This is or when choose. I go
0: this is when I go to the flight attendant, I'm having a panic attack. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Katie's having a panic attack well, right I was now. I'll bring that up because it it also like if you're looking at, you know Two women and a male. There's also strap-ons. I was like, well, it doesn't really matter because if you strap it on, then it doesn't, you can do whatever
1: the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. You know? So you're saying three, oh, so what are you saying? Two females no, or three I'm just females with strap-ons? it doesn't
2: really matter if, what the ratio of men and women is because right. if you can. What's your if, preference? You know. What, me? Yeah. I mean, I prefer all women personally, but I've been with men and I've had plenty of threesomes and foursomes. And um like I think the most interesting one I had was where one where I was fucking a girl with the strap on and there was a guy fucking me. Like and when oh. he would fuck me, it would fuck the girls. So it was like really That's hot. It was kinda of funny, but it was kinda of awesome too, and we were all pretty it was back when I used to party a lot and drink. And um, it was <laughs> fucking amazing. Like, it was really cool. I love uh, it. But I, love it. I don't know, like, needless to say, that, like, it doesn't really matter if you're gonna explore, you know, with the toys and things like that. Yeah. If you're talking about no toys, then of course, you know, there's a ratio of poles and holes. You know, to me, that's really what it comes down the to. Pulls and holes ratio. There is a pulls
3: and holes ratio. I mean, yeah, I think it like doesn't, it doesn't matter as long as you trust the people you're with. Like the best dynamic is going to be when you're with a curated group of people that you feel safe with, that you trust, yeah. that everybody is going in on the same like idea, you know, and everyone's...
1: That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. I've, I've done Two Males and Me, I've done another girl and a guy and I've done orgies and I've done me and another girl and a guy with strap-ons, which is super fun. And um, I, that's what I was going to say. I I think it, it, it doesn't like the poles and holes don't matter. I think what really matters is the people. And for me, when I feel safe, especially if I'm in a relationship, if I still feel safe with the third or the other people, or that um, there's like a real common bond that we're all having an agreement and like all the rules have been set. Any kind of experience can be beautiful. If you're in a primary relationship, I think that needs to really be tended to any of the experience. Um, But I think it's really about the quality and who the people are that's going to make it a great or not great experience because I've had both.
0: Mm -hmm. I have a stupid question. So how could you do a threesome with three women with no toys?
2: Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways you could make that work. I mean, you got two hands, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, and a tongue.
2: Yeah. And a tongue. And and yeah. There's, there's a lot of things you can do with your hands and your tongue. A lot. Yeah. A lot. A lot. Yeah. Like one girl could be eating one girl out and be getting eaten out from the back. And then the girl who's laying down getting eaten out could be finger fucking the girl who's eating out the other girl who's eating out that girl.
1: Oof. Make a little triangle uh, like that, you know. On a scale from one to ten, how uncomfortable are you right now, Katie? So, um, <laughs> I have butterflies in my stomach, but my pussy's wet. So, oh um, shit!
0: Oh no, this God. is so not my thing. But I guess if oh, p- I
3: had to choose, it's not your thing. But your pussy's wet. Okay, we'll we'll we'll. We'll rethink that. Too. I mean,
0: I'm not interested <laughs> in doing any of that. But I, yeah. uh, but it's fun but to talk about and now. fantasize about and bring into my relationship with my husband. <gasps> yeah, Ooh. well, women
2: are just so. I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm gay as fuck, so I'm kind of biased. But women are so <laughs> sensual, and it's so. I don't know. It's just a totally different experience than not saying that men aren't. There are plenty of men out there who are like extremely sensual and like beautiful lovers, I'm sure. But there is just something about... Being with a woman who knows what it's like to have a female body, totally.
0: Yeah, if I had to choose, I wouldn't choose another man to be there. Like, I would definitely choose another woman. I think it's like a no brainer. Yeah, and I will. And I, I've told you guys this, but I did have a, a uh, fantasy about another woman once, and she like, <laughs> yeah. We <we've- laughs> all sugar wants to know is if it was her, right? No, it's not a. It's not like. Uh, some, do you guys know Samantha Ronson? Yes. We used to party with her and um back when we did a bunch of drugs, Daphne, which we don't yeah. do anymore. But um I she's my type days. if I were to have
3: one. What is her Oh shit. Well, okay. What's her name?
1: Samantha <laughs> she used Ronson. Cuz I'm gonna like she used she's, she's Lindsey Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. She's Lindsay Lohan's ex-girlfriend.
2: She's like a DJ.
3: Samantha Ronson? Yeah. She's looking
2: her up on IG right now. Yeah, I freaking am.
0: I mean, how would you describe that? I don't know.
2: Oh, yeah. Like more...
0: Hot, more alpha. Hot ch- more alpha <laughs> chick. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah.
3: oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I hell, yeah.
1: I think Oh, yeah. All right. Well, Sorry. if any there of the go. clitorati wants to hear about the Clip Talks group sex experience, you can listen to episode 28, where we literally go to a sex party together, and we all have funny-ass stories to sell. Sex party, did we go too far? Um, we love hearing all your questions. Keep them coming. We hope that we're providing value for your and our answers and a few laughs on the way. Um, and um, we love you. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye, Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Clit Talk Show for your clit fix in between episodes.